You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. So I've asked if the howls would come up. A couple of things that we wanted to do. We kind of did this last minute, so I don't know if you guys want to use your mics or what you want to do. Um, we really wanted to talk to them. You guys know that they've done ministry with their family since they started a family. And um, we wanted to make sure that everybody had a really great understanding of what that takes. And I know most of us here have done ministry to one extent or another with family, but we met in 2015. And it was instant connection. And Michael and I declared ourselves brother and sister right away and have behaved as such ever since then. And um, Except for the fighting. We've never... I think we've done really well. Yeah. And then they're precious kids. I'm Aunt Cookie, too, and would be all up in their lives further if they weren't so adultish. And so... But I do pray for them, and I text Sherry and ask about my kids. So this is family to me as well. But at the same time, God has given them specific strategy about how they do ministry with family. And so I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. So we live in a whole different society than we were growing up in of what's accepted um, and what's looked upon. Or, and we know the Bible teaches us differently concerning what we're exposed to and what your children view. And and then, of course, their friends are going to have different views and that type of thing. Tell us how the Lord helped you to navigate those waters. Um, Well, first of all, just in, and this is, you know, whether it's kids or you, we, we never compartmentalize church and relationship with God outside of the home it wasn't like you know i was kind of raised when you go to church that's when the spiritual stuff happens and then Mm -hmm. when you but we endeavored to to be the church at home and so we involved god was a part of everything amen it wasn't compartmentalized and so the same way that we prayed at church and even more intentionally i mean we all climbed in the closet together from the time that they were little Mm -hmm. kids and prayed together involved them in the process of walking out, your out what was going on in our lives because before they were big enough and now that they're older, continuing to walk out mm-hmm. that process. And I think something that we're even learning now still is that it is all the process to lock in with God and really make relationship the priority with your kids mm-hmm. because it does get to a point where our kids are, <laughs> this feels so weird to say, are adults now, <laughs> even though we still pay for everything. No, they got a lot of money. They're just saving it all. But um, they're adults now, and so we're we're. It hasn't changed that we want to be in their lives and be a part of their process and walking out and and guiding them as they're younger and now just at being a part of their experience with God. So the, not compartmentalizing was a big thing that started then and and now continues today and that was very intentional Mm -hmm. and i would say we didn't wait until they were teenagers to kind of figure out how to do it we started when they were little Mm -hmm. and it was always about the heart um not 
about behavior modification. And um, which I think as parents, you know, I love Jen's message, by the way, today. It was amazing. Jeez, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> that was rocking. But that even applies as parents, you know, um, God giving you innovative ways to help your kids, help nurture that relationship that they have with the Lord. Um, because that's the keeper. You know, when their heart is tied to the Lord, he's the keeper of their heart. And that then helps navigate those teenage years. So how did you, I mean, obviously you've answered it, but I'm going to maybe come at it from a different track. How did you teach them in the environments that they are exposed to, not to judge, but to exemplify the love of God? Did you do that just by example? Was there teaching? Were there books that helped you? We just made sure we never judged anybody. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. (laughs) Never, never, ever, ever. Well, you know, and here's another thing. Especially since it's such a natural gift. I'm sure the Lord pulled my the book out of the Bible somewhere that talks about the gift of judgment because I'm so anointed, right? I am so gifted. So, no, I'm kidding. Go. They, you know, definitely as parents, you um, get to stand in a place of um, kind of transparency, or you should. And if you don't, that's probably a big mistake. Yep. Um, so there were, uh, there were lots of opportunities that they saw us do it right, and there was maybe even more opportunities they saw us do it wrong. But then we would always follow up. You know, as the Lord would begin to deal with our hearts, we would come back and apologize to them and say, hey, you know what, we said this thing, we did this thing. That wasn't the right way to handle it, you know. And mm-hmm. so by example yeah. would be... Number is one. that a n- yeah. number, number one? Number one. I, there's probably... More and, that you're asking. Yeah, no, that's great. Through the process of all of this, where they're like, obviously the Bible, understanding truth, staying exposed to truth, but were there outside resources that helped you to understand the neurology of your kids and how to communicate effectively and understanding how that connected with the Word of God? And We, we pretty well always have um, read books mm-hmm. and just tried to educate ourselves on whatever subject it is, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's learning how to be married or how to parent. And so uh, the Lord would just lead us to different resources along the way throughout our life and at, at different stages with them mm-hmm. on um, just having, hel- hel- helping to navigate that particular age. And then, uh, especially with the generation that we live in, with there's there's so much. I mean, yeah. you can't hardly watch TV without there being commercials. So for many years, most of our marriage and raising of kids, we didn't even have cable in our house. We had uh, select. We selected. We had a selection of things that they could view. Um, back in the day, that was VHS tapes. But, you know, we had a lot of those things. And it wasn't just Christian things. We did have a lot of Christian things, but we didn't want the kids to be abnormal either, you know. So we wanted to just create a real world um, for them. But um, the, the Lord helped us to have parameters set uh, for them, and then as they got older, those boundaries kind of moved out so they could explore their relationship with the Lord and being obedient to the Holy Spirit themselves while still we had a watch and an eye on it. 
So not to like, as they got older, they were given more control, so to speak, in their ability to to hear and to navigate and and still even. I mean, it's still that way. I mean, the now obviously as they're adults, they're you know the boundaries are a lot bigger, but we're still always after their heart. That's what God's after for all of us. And um, basically, yeah. it it really what you said initially. I always think about that with the when it comes to to the kids is and the way that Sherry is a great mom. First of all, thank God that she's involved in this process heavily. But um, <laughs> she it really did demonstrate going after the heart of a child and not behavior modification. There was mm-hmm. a book. Is it okay if I mention the book called Families Where Grace Is in Place? And there was a real shift. when she read that book with the way that we interacted with the kids because people you can do everything right Mm -hmm. and we're not just talking about kids here you can do everything right and check everything off the list and your heart be completely disconnected with what's going on between you and God Mm -hmm. and so we were intentional about making sure that we were always going going after their heart and that wasn't behavior modification and then now really um really embracing and understanding that the goal is not perfection. Right. With religion, you know, religious approach to child rearing would be just do all the right stuff, okay? Right. And then it'll you'll be perfect, your behavior will be right, and that's all that we care about. Right. That's not God doesn't promise perfection ever, mm-hmm. but he does promise growth. Yeah. And so understanding that we're always always in a growth yeah. process, that our children are always in a growth process. Good. And so just having that approach, taking that outlook. You that. know, one of, the, one of the things I read early on was that growing up is messy, and it sounds kind of negative, but just me hearing that, especially me, because I was way more wired on the um, kind of le- legalistic side. Oh, you <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> but... Um, you know, hearing that growing up is messy was good because then it helped me realize, okay, this this isn't going to be perfect. Because I remember before we had kids, we were we were the couple that would sit out at restaurants and we would listen to the kids screaming and we'd think, oh, our kids will never do that. And then we had kids. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay, well, we see. Very much. No, no, no. <laughs> but but just realizing, you know that. It's not perfect, what he was saying. It's not perfect. But with every single step, every process, point that you uh, encounter, there's always a God answer. And it's not just necessarily something that's going to automatically fall out of your head. You know, sometimes you just have to take time, hear from the Holy Ghost, and, and do what he says instead of, well, I'm the parent, I know, and I'm right, and I'm always right, and don't question my word, you know, that kind of thing. Um, oh, man, there was one more thing I was going to add, but I don't remember now. The relationship was a priority. Yeah, I was going to say, I love that thought of, because it's so reflective of the father of going after the heart yeah. and not behavior modification. Yeah. So much of the church world forgets that. Yeah. We go after behavior modification. We forget that God's after the heart. Mm-hmm. Behaviors follow when the heart comes yes, in line. that's right. And so that's the same thing in parenting. If we can understand how God works with us, mm-hmm. he's not looking at how we behave. He's looking at our heart. Right. And he's expecting our behavior to follow. Mm-hmm. The same thing in parenting. We're just reflecting God's purposes with our children mm-hmm. when we take that stance. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing that you guys saw that. My God, I don't know how many times I've apologized to my kids. 
<laughs> thank God, thank God you've forgiven me for how I raised you. And that you still really love Jesus in spite of my legalistic behavior towards you. Anybody else done that with your kids? Okay, just me. Okay, so, but I got to tell you, man, I mean, there, and there's moments the enemy brings that up to you and you feel judged, right? Aren't there times when the enemy goes, remember when you did this? Remember when you did that? Remember when you said this? This is the thing. This is the thing with the heart of the Father. The enemy's the one that brings our failures to us to torment us. God brings opportunities to us to grow. There's not condemnation with it. And that's the same thing with parenting. Mm -hmm. You're not condemning your children. You're helping them grow. And we see it in your children. Thank you. I love, love, love that. Let me make Can sure I, I didn't miss any other questions. Yes. You know, and if some of you, obviously, your kids are older, you know, one of the things that we um, always focused on was, was, like we said, keeping their heart open to God, but keeping their heart open to us. And sometimes, you know, the word says, fathers don't provoke your children mm-hmm. to wrath. And that's like, you know, we love to quote the other scripture about children. You're supposed to obey your parents. Bah, bah, bah. This is right. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have a long life if you do. But as parents, like we don't need to do things to provoke them. And um, so keeping their heart open is a key. And even if your kids are older, mm-hmm. God, the Holy Spirit can still give you a key to unlock their heart towards you. And so I just want to encourage you, it doesn't matter what stage you're at in your parenting, that's the way the Holy Spirit works. It's, he's, always, he's always wanting to connect us. Yes, yes. So you just go to that's him and good, say, and, and even with your kids, and there's been lots of times, you know, I've done it wrong, and I've walked away going, okay, what I just did and said provoked, and it shut them down. So now I have to go back to the Lord and go, okay, Lord, how do I do this? How do I, how do I open their heart back up? What can I do? Show me. And most of the time, it's always with mercy. Hardness doesn't usually do it. Hardness is usually what shuts them down. But mercy and kindness. I love that. But the thing that the Lord really dealt with me about was who he is, is he is kind and he's gracious. Always. God is always kind and always gracious. Even when he deals with things harshly, he deals with it graciously, kindness and graciousness. And so I believed God for his kindness and his graciousness. When I could feel my flesh rising up in resentment, hurt, and frustration, I would just say, Lord, you are kind, you are gracious, and I'm yours. Thank you that you work through me. And my flesh didn't want to do it, but the Spirit of God rose up in me. And I believe it's the same way when it comes to our children. There's always going to be kindness and graciousness that could rise up through us because that's who God is. And we can, just like you said, it's mercy. It's not hardness. It's not harshness. It's the kindness and the graciousness of God working through us as parents that helps us make those connections with our children. I love that. Y'all rock. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.